morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Ooh, I gotta be careful. I'm driving to the gym, which is usually when we talk, so no surprises there. And uh, I feel like I've said we've got pounded with snow like nine times in the past couple episodes, but we got pounded with snow last night, like just obliterated. I moved my cold, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I moved my cold plunge uh, outside because my, my one hose froze, and the other one, excuse me, was too short. So I like, I moved it outside to fill it, and then I'm like, wow, uh, I'm not gonna lift this 2,000 pound cold punch full of water back in. So here it stays. I don't know what I was thinking, but it's much better outside. And uh, this morning, uh, between the snow and the freezing temperatures, it was like mostly slush. So it was a slush plunge, and today was the first time uh, I wasn't really, it took me a couple minutes, not a couple minutes, a couple seconds, because I only lasted about two minutes, um, to control my breath. Literally stole my breath away. Like, I could see why people fall through ice. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, because I'm not a, a, you know, a wimp. But uh, I could see why people fall through ice and, like, seize up. I've seen people get into cold plunges. I've seen videos of people getting into cold plunges. Uh, It happens a lot to women. Sorry, ladies. Uh, Where they get in and they start to hyperventilate. They literally cannot control their breath and they have to be pulled out because you got to work on your breath control. But that's how cold it was this morning. Freezing, but it was beautiful. You guys should see uh, the, the, the trees. It's like a wet snow, so it's sticking to the trees. So everything's white. Um, and it's cool because my family's here, my mom and my dad and their dog. And, you know, Jeremiah and Sarah live here. We got the baby now, little Ada Jane, who is just, bro, if if all babies are like this, I'm going to have 50. This has been, no, don't get me wrong. And I know this is going to trigger some of the women that are listening. But, you know, I, I told you all that my wife and I have a dynamic. My wife gets up to feed the baby. That's just how it is. I think... My opinion, my opinion, and I'm a new dad, whatever, but my gut tells me that the feeding is a bond. It's a bonding moment between mother and daughter. I don't know why people don't elect to breastfeed. That blows my mind. I feel like that's such an important part. Why is this guy in the middle of the road? Get out of the middle of the fucking What are you doing? Get out of the fucking road. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. This guy's driving down the middle of the road. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I had to pull off on the side of the road. This old dude. Why are old people allowed to drive? Every time. Every time. <laughs> ah, anyways, I'm sorry. I, I said an F swear. But the guy's in the middle of the road. I'm really trying to control my mouth better. Especially now that I have a daughter. And out of the mouth or out of the heart. You know, the mouth is a reflection of the heart. So obviously I have some stuff in my heart I got to work on because I can't control my mouth. But anyways, I think feeding, especially breastfeeding, is such an important part of the mother-child bond. I don't know. So my wife gets up to feed the baby. Um, you know, obviously it wakes us both up. But she's been... Dude, my wife has been such an animal with this. Like, no complaints. Jumps right up out of bed. Man, I'm blessed. I'm able to keep going to the gym doing my cold plunges, staying in my routine. 
because my wife is just holding it down. It's crazy. But, dude, Ada eats. Bro, it's so funny. People will try to download their negativity and failures on you. It's not necessarily that it's a failure. It's like, I know every kid's different. It's like, oh, dude, you got to be ready. She's blah, 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 blah. And it's so far, it's been the opposite of what every negative person has said. Oh, dude, it's going to take you like four weeks for her to take a bottle. She's not going to want to take a bottle. Took the bottle the first time. Still taking the bottle. Still on the real nipple. Going back and forth. She's a switch hitter. She doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? She's hitting both of them. Sucking here, sucking there. Bang, bang. Oh, dude, she's going to be... No, great sleeper. Sleeps all day. Sleeps all night. Barely cries. Cries when she's hungry. Gets right on the teat. Starts feeding, gets right on the bottle, starts feeding. Like, dude, and don't get me wrong. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be this. I know there's people out there like, I can't wait for something bad to happen to him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, But uh, so far, she's been great, dude. She's been amazing. And I, I know I've been talking a lot about the baby. That's just like my life right now. I've fallen completely and utterly in love with this child. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, you know, my wife does the feeding. I don't want to, you know, my mom, my grandma, my mom has bottle fed a couple times. Jeremiah last night, I think fed her a bottle. I'm not saying I'm not going to feed my child. That's not what I'm saying. I just want the majority of the feeding to come naturally, especially from my wife. I think that's, I just, why do we got to reinvent things? You know what I mean? Like, thousands of years ago, there was no formula. Now, don't get me wrong. Formula, in some cases, is life-saving. It's absolutely... But I don't think the default should be, let me give my kid a bunch of fabricated chemicals. I don't know. I don't know. Just like they tried to get us on formula in the hospital, and I about punched the doctor in the side of the head. I'm like, dude, get out... Like, they stopped coming to our room at a certain point because this lady tried to convince me she failed a blood sugar test that she didn't fail. And I had to sit here, and this lady was just, they're salesmen. They're, I, I never realized, like, if I were still in the life insurance business, I'd be out trying to recruit doctors. Because they're the best salesmen and saleswomen on the planet. And it's and it's twisted, because they come from a place of, like, oh, we care. You know, they were trying to, like, scare my wife. Oh, she might have to get an IV. Blood sugar test comes back more than perfect. It's just, you know. Anyways. You got to find a way. I've talked about this a couple times, but you got to find a way to get complete control of your time. You've got to find a way to get complete control of your time. There's like the one resource on the planet that you can't make more of is time. That's literally the one resource on the planet that cannot be created, destroyed. Like there's no more time than what there already is, if that makes sense. Everything else you could make more of in an ever-expanding universe. And I guess we could get into the whole space-time continuing thing and blah, 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 it's time real. But our time in a limited perspective, let's just let's limit our perspective here and our parameters, is fixed. It's there's We have a finite amount. And someday that time is going to be up. So it's like I think about like, man, what if I just worked a normal job? I would be away from my daughter eight hours a day, every probably more with travel time, 10 hours a day, every single day for work. 
And the, I know the automatic response to that is, well, you got to work to take care. Yes, you need to work to take care of the kid. But you need to find a way to generate income to where you don't have to go to a building or be somewhere spatio-temporally to make money for yourself. Like, the more I look at my daughter, the more angry I get at the idea of not being able to be with her when I want to be with her. I could never, and I I know it's going to sound like I'm just bashing people, but I could never imagine putting my child in the care of somebody else eight to ten hours a day, like daycare or school, God forbid. And people are so negative. They talk negatively. The the one thing I want to thank my parents for, there's many things I want to thank my parents for, but the one thing I want to thank my parents for is they never said some dumb shit like, oh, dude, we... Oh, get the kids out of the house, man. We were thrilled. Oh, and somebody else takes the kids and you get some time to yourself. Oh, we love dropping the kid. Like, you know these parents that joke about getting rid of their kids so they can drink? You know what I mean? It's like I'm so appreciative of the fact that my parents never made me or us feel like burdens. And Ada will never, ever feel like a burden. I will never speak that way about my child. And you, if you're listening and you say that shit, you should stop too. Oh, yeah, we were happy to dump them off at school, man. Like, watch your child get hit by a Mack truck and you're going to want every single one of those seconds back. You're going to be eating those words every day for the rest of your life. You don't realize how important somebody is, or something is or somebody is until they're taken away from you permanently. You know, I think that probably the biggest perspective changer for me is, oh, this little corgi was just walking... <laughs> rubbing its head against the snowbank, loving the snow, is, uh, I hope they don't mind me sharing this, but my, my brother-in-law, uh, my, my wife's brother, obviously, they lost their little boy. Uh, I don't remember how old, two, three years old, three or four years old, maybe, to a very rare spinal cancer. And, you know, when you look at my brother-in-law, like you and, and, and his wife, They've got other very, very super healthy, amazing kids now. Thank God. But you can just see in their eyes that that completely changed them. I realized that being in the hospital, my worst fear was having my child be in the hospital sick. Like when they took my little one to the nursery to monitor her breathing, I, I, it was an actualization of a fear I never knew I had. You know, I was talking to a lady the other day who was in her... In the hospital, I think she said 18 hours a day for three months in the NICU. I'm like, that's my worst nightmare. But anyways, you know, they lost this little boy. And this kid was an angel. Angel. I never met him. And I felt like I, I loved him and I knew him. The kid was an angel just watching videos my wife showed me. and um, Like this kid, th- this kid was taken because he was too pure to be around here. He was too pure to be around us in this twisted place. But, uh... You know, and Ada was born on this same... Tell me there's... Try to look me in the face and tell me, no, there's no God. Ada was born on his birthday. Right? I got chills. Ada was born on this little boy's birthday. That's no longer with us. And she turns out to be the most perfect baby ever. You know, I feel like Cam had something to... Little, little Cam had something to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like... Uh, he gave a little bit of his spirit to Ada, you know, but anyways, we get all emotional over here, but, uh, 
you know, I think about them a lot when I look at my daughter and uh, <laughs> try not to cry. I look at, uh, <clears throat> I think about that little boy when I look at my daughter, you know, and uh, I'm like, I, I know they would kill to have that little boy back. I know they would kill to change another diaper. I know they would kill to be woken up at 2 a.m. by crying. I know they would kill to have all the problems and temper tantrums and issues that come with being a parent. I'm sure they would move mountains for that. So whatever, and I haven't yet, but at any point in time, and I, you know what's so funny on a, on a sillier level? I do that with my dog, too. My dogs have been driving, you know, Dane and Thor have been nuts in the house. With them. They've been good. They've been great dogs. They've been great, great dogs. They're just it's two German shepherds, man. They want to play, and, you know, they're running around, and I've got the dog, in, or the, the dog, the baby in my arms, and they're, like, running between my legs. And, you know, yesterday they were getting on my nerves because I got home. And they're flipping out, and I take them out, and I bring them back in. They're still flipping out. It's like I couldn't get their energy levels down. And I'm like, dude, someday I'm going to turn around, and Bane's not going to be standing there looking at me in the kitchen. And I'm going to want to, I'm going to, I would kill to hear him bark at the FedEx guy again and drive me nuts. I would, for him to look at me with his, with his wild eyes and his muttons out, and to, to jump on me and to nibble at me and all these things that drive me nuts sometimes. I'm Someday I'm going to want so badly to have those things. Everything, everything in your life. I want you to do a 360 degree turn and look at everything in your life. Everything in your life someday is going to be gone. Everything and everybody in your life someday is going to be gone. Gone. You're never going to have them again. Your spouse, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your kids, your animals, everything in your life that you care about at some point is going to be gone. You're never, you're never going to see it again until kingdom come. That's why I'm not, I'll never complain about my daughter. Ever. Well, you just wait until you you just wait. I'm not a loser. And I hope that offends some of you. Because some of y'all need to hear this out here complaining about your... I can't tell you how many people I talk to that are just negative about having kids. Negative about this. Negative about... That's crazy. That's why you're broke. You're broke. Because that's how you view everything. Everything in your life, from your job, to your kids, to this. Everything that was supposed to be a blessing from God, you look at as a burden and you wonder why nothing ever works out for you you know I was sitting there talking with my wife today and I'm like dude this year you know it's crazy we've got lawsuit articles career changes all the stuff but then I look I've got like the most perfect chickens I've got the most perfect dog I've got the most perfect house I've got a work-from-home position where I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. I've had the best-run day trading that I've had in two years. I've got the most perfect little daughter. I've got the perfect wife. I've got the perfect parents. I've got the, just where we live, my gym. Everything about my life 
is literally perfect. And to counterbalance that out, the devil's thrown some major obstacles that most people couldn't even fathom dealing with. Miscarriages, articles, this, all this stuff. And I just look at like, of course that stuff happens because look at how awesome my life is. Some people just focus so much. It'd be so easy for me to get so caught up in the negative right now that I'd miss all the positives. Dude, life is beautiful, man. Life is incredible. Light, you know what it is? It's very simple. Life is what you make it. That's it. Life is what you make it. Let's get it. Have a good Saturday. Love you guys.